We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, nothing like having three entrepreneurs on the phone, on the Zoom machine at the same time. So welcome, Gene, Alex, founders of Wadden Great to have you guys. Thanks for having Thanks. us. I, I am always, you know, Gene and I were just chatting and I'm fascinated by the entrepreneurial spirit and lifestyle because, you know, my one claim to fame is never having a real job. Did, <laughs> so before we dig into Wadden Dunn, did you guys ever have real jobs? Yeah, uh, we did. That's actually how we met. Uh, it's pretty funny that uh, both of us used to work, believe it or not, in IT. Um, and uh, so that's what, when you saw the uh, the primitive website of, uh, of my affiliate, uh, you know how much that hurts, right? So uh, <laughs> the irony yeah, well, of the- that, uh, That's interesting now that you mentioned that. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, so we used to, uh, we actually met in- uh, in the in the, in the company, uh, name of which we will not mention, but we used to work in uh, in IT uh, back in the day, and that's uh, that's how we met. So that was our real job. Yeah. So uh, you don't want to say the company. That's fine, but I assume neither of you work there anymore. No. What what degree do you need to get into IT? Um, I have uh, a bachelor's in master uh, in management information systems and uh, a uh, MBA. And, and I have. You- and I have bachelor's in information system technology, ISD. You know, I think I took one or two courses in that in undergrad and hated it. Is that like zeros and ones? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> we just did, we just watched the movie Free Guy. Have you guys seen that? Mm-mm. No, uh, I haven't. But favorite movie is, is Office Space. Oh, is that what is that what IT is like? Office Space, the sure. stapler, and all that kind of stuff. Very very close to it. Lots, lots, just, of, lots of TPS reports. <laughs> Did you guys destroy a printer? Uh, all the time. Or two. What's your best? What's your best stories of losing it at work? <laughs> uh, going to CrossFit afterwards and dealing with it. Just, just getting the stress out. Is that why you found CrossFit to begin with? Absolutely. It's uh, w- one of the, one of the things, man. I, I used to. Uh, I used to wrestle uh, back in the day when, since I was like six years old. Check out this year right here. Yeah, you can see it. There you go. I got this thing broken a couple of times too. Oh well, yeah. My nose didn't ever, didn't you know didn't look like this 20, 30 years ago. Exactly. So yeah, ever since ever since that, I had that like competitive spirit and uh, needed to find something other than just uh, you know uh, working out. So I then you know I wrestled through through high school. I then coached, uh, volunteered back coaching in high school. And then uh, when I found CrossFit, it was like, all right, this, that's where it's at, right? So you have that, um, you have that competitive outlet and you have, um, you know, fitness that it's there. It's the piece that I was missing. It's not just, obviously, as, as everybody knows, it's not just like going to the gym. So that's the piece that I was looking for. And it helped a lot, you know, from therapy perspective when, uh, you know, shit gets out of whack at work or, or what have you. What weight class did you wrestle, Gene? 
I uh, wrestled, well, I started in Greco-Roman back, 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 back in the day, right? So from, uh, so I, I, I came from Ukraine. Um, that's, that's where I was born. So I did. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. You mean I could see it in your face, but you don't have the accent. Yeah, thanks. That's like, uh, um, do you guys see the, did you ever watch Seinfeld back in the day? Yeah. Do you remember the episode where they were playing uh, Risk and on the subway, Kramer said something, oh, you got to go Google uh, that. And he's I like, yeah, who wants the one. Ukraine? Like, and, and then the, this Ukrainian guy comes over and just smashes the board. Um, so yeah, yeah Greco-Roman for the listeners is all upper body, all throwing, you know, you're not oh, touching okay. the legs. For sure. So I was really, I was all about, you know, throws. And uh, so by the time when I, when I came over here and started wrestling high school, I remember like the tryouts, I just slammed one guy and the whole room, I just remember going silent. And a coach came up to me, like, you, you can't, can't do that. You were <laughs> so like, that's had, five points, right? That's right. So, uh, but yeah, I wrestled 135, uh, 145, and then 155. I think that those were the weight, weight class. Or 160 was my last one, I think. Very cool. So what was your favorite throw as a Greco? Suplex. Yeah, just double underhooks and, and launch them? Go for it. it you know, it's crazy because... Uh, CrossFit is so similar to wrestling. And I think that's why so many, you know, former, whether it's high school or collegiate wrestlers get, get excited by it. Cause you know, it's that com competitive spirit, but it's also that time domain, Yep. you know, like that sprint to like that six to eight minute time. It's like, and that's where the heart of CrossFit is. And you know, that's where we lived, right? Like it's, after it's that's, you know, two minute periods go hard. I mean, that's that glycolytic pathway. And, you know, um, I, I remember like the same thing where it's like, you know, you can train in off season and you can do runs, you can weightlift and whatever, but nothing really prepares you for that, you know, that six minutes on the mat. Uh, same when people come into your intro class and they're like, oh, you know, I work out. I'm like, you do. <laughs> and then you get the old, well, I'll come back. I'm not ready for CrossFit. Of course. I'll, I'll be, I'll be ready one day. And we're like, no, you'll and never you, be ready. And you train up to it, right? So I assume you were going and then did you kind of tell your buddy at, at the office, yeah. like, Hey, Alex, you got to check this thing out. Yeah. So actually when, uh, when I was, uh, when I started CrossFit, um, here's, here's a fun fact. You were actually my L1 uh, coach. You were my, uh, in my L1 seminar. You know, you, I knew we've connected and seen each other. I didn't make, where was it? King of Prussia. It was actually in gorilla fitness. Um, and it was you, Jason Kalipa, uh joe gain yep and, and matt pat barber pat barber yep you know why i remember that yeah so well, I, was, I think i was, I was interning still oh is that right but i yeah. remember that because i've only worked one seminar with jason kalipa yeah so i knew exactly that was actually there was a snowstorm coming huh. that weekend i don't know if you remember this and i was living in albany and i got home but Joe DeGain, Pat Barber, and Kalipa actually, rather than flying, drove home. Okay. From New Jersey. And for reference, DeGain lives in Michigan. Pat and Jason were living in California, obviously. But they there was no way to get out via flight at that time. So they had to drive home. So for all those listening that thinks seminar staff is just this kind of like glorious thing, like they don't think about the travel associated with it. So that's rough. Uh, so let's let me hear from alex for a second your buddy yeah. at work is like hey try this thing are you well, like hey you're crazy not even he he tried to get me into it and uh, i refused i'm like no way i'm getting into it 
But then he came up to me once after he opened his gym already and he goes to me, Alex, um, I know you've been in product development besides doing this thing. Why don't you come to the gym? I want to show you a few things. And uh, he gets me to the gym and he's like, all right, let's work out first. I'm like, that's the way for him to get me. He knew I'm going to bite, bite on what he's offering me, right? Develop a new product or something. And uh, he gets me in, on the floor. Um, so after that, after, after the class, he starts uh, telling me about this idea he has and uh, why it's there. And obviously he wanted me to get on the bar and feel what the, what the CrossFitters go through with their hands. So you were already in your mind, Gene, yeah. thinking about your product, Wad and Done, like it, from this early on? It actually started during the L1. So we did, if you remember, we did Fran and I bled profusely all over the bar, man. And it was, it was painful. I mean, I've worked out prior and I've done stuff prior, but I think, you know, during the L1 is that, that, you know, that push, like you're, I don't know what it is about those seminars where you just go hard when you don't really have to, but um, I ripped pretty badly. And ever since that point, I've been just kind of tinkering around with stuff. Uh, it went from like buying various grips from stores websites whatever and then tinkering around with like you know regular medical tape and just figuring stuff out like what i can do to prevent this from happening for myself as well as for my members because i then started to see when i eventually opened up the affiliate i started seeing the same problem right i started seeing my members uh in the area where i opened up um, most of my members at that point i would say 95 percent of them have never done crossfit in, uh, in the past and, um, you know, jumping on, on the bar, I've seen a lot of damage uh, happen pretty, uh, pretty frequently. And uh, as, a, as a coach and as a, um, as a gym owner, you want to make sure that your members are first, first and foremost safe, right? And then you want them to keep coming back and not having to sit out classes and uh, modify things all the time. Uh, so you're always looking for ways to, to help. Uh, so you start offering things, but I'm the type of person that would only um, advice, something or, or offer a product that I personally have tested on myself. And I couldn't necessarily get a buy-in for, for things until I started. Well, I mean, there has to be a different way. So then I started contacting Alex, uh, with my idea. And then that's when I, I damaged him. That's when I got into it. And I was like, if I'm going to do this, I have to start doing CrossFit. So it was, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Early end of 2015 early 2016 that i started crossfit my wife started crossfit she's she's a part of the company um she helps out a lot she has a very good knowledge in uh, manufacturing as well and uh, my daughter started i think also 2016 she was 10 years old so that's when she started crossfit that's awesome so gene how long was there between you joining well, what box? Let me ask you this: What box did you join originally? I was jumping around. Uh, I was around uh, here in local boxes, and then I started working around. So I had a partner at the time to open the CrossFit gym. <clears throat> so I was working with a buddy of mine, mm -hmm. and uh, and we were just doing stuff in our in our in my garage in my in my gym and uh, my 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 own affiliate. And then I was also jumping around local boxes, just dropping in to see what other people are doing and how things are working. So I never really had a prolonged membership other than a bunch of um, dropping cards and, uh, you know, and dropping rates and things like that. And then what was the catalyst to go take your level one? 
uh, obviously knowledge, uh, right? So I wanted to learn more about um, the sport, wanted to learn more about technique, wanted to learn, to learn more about how to um, coach a particular movement, you know? So there's only so many YouTube videos <laughs> you can watch. And then knowing that, that I wanted to open up uh, my own box, I needed the, to be uh, an L1. Well, well, and so you're in the IT space, you're mm -hmm. bouncing around to CrossFit. What, I guess my, I'm not understanding, like what made you think I want to own a, an affiliate? Like it's completely um, outside yeah. of your, you know, experience. Honestly, yeah. Oh, IT. You're just yeah, sick of the IT world? Sick of the, you know, sick of the, the stress of the IT world. And like I said, I've been in sports my whole life. So I did swimming, gymnastics and wrestling and I coached and it was more, it was, it, 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 it sang out to me, right? It, it, it called my name. And, uh, and then on top of that, during that time, uh, our company allowed us uh, an opportunity to work from home. So I had more time on my hands uh, to, uh, to play around with and, you know, and entertain that idea. Um, so I was able to multitask. Cool. So you do Fran, which we don't often see at the level ones anymore. And you're, you're bleeding everywhere. And yep. then that was like your aha moment? Absolutely. That was my oh, oh moment. <laughs> but then my aha moment came when, uh, you know, many, many, many months later of, uh, you know, thinking of stuff. And then after Alex and I got together on this, it took us about nine months of, of just product development, testing, scrapping things and going back and forth uh, with various materials, adhesives, uh, elasticities, various combinations of things and, and, and textures and uh, what have you, combinations uh, to finally come out with a product that was good enough for what we need as, as CrossFitters, the demand that we're putting on, onto our hands that will uh, kind of, um, you know, that would be the best combination for what we wanted to accomplish with it. What, why Alex? I'm assuming there was other IT people there, right? No, well, I knew, I knew, I knew what Alex was doing. Alex was uh, uh, at that time, other than working in IT, he was doing a lot of uh, product development, and you know, having conversations. Uh, when we went out for lunch, I knew his uh, his uh, his skill set and his capabilities and his drive. So we clicked. And and Alex, what was that uh, kind of process like? You're like, okay, Gene brought me in here. I felt the bar. This is silly. This is a great idea. Leave me alone. Let me just get back to the computer. <laughs> so this was something new. He showed me CrossFit. He, so, he showed me social media around CrossFit, um, what people have achieved. And uh, to me, originally, this was supposed to be a part-time gig. Um, like I said, I was doing IT at the time. I've had uh, other products being developed. I've had products on QVC and HSM. On oh, yeah, like what? Tell me what do you got. Um, so we had uh, smart glasses. So, um, or early version of smart glasses, right? Your your child is riding a bike, and uh, or trying to ride a bike, and you're trying to teach him or her to ride, and then you miss the moment, right? When when that first thing happens, when when, when she just starts riding. So we we created glasses with a built-in camera. Oh wow! So you're going skiing, you're going, you're teaching your kids, doing whatever. Like a GoPro nowadays. Right. <laughs> but go have to install somewhere. These you're just wearing glasses and there's a camera inside, stuff like that. So 
that was there. That I mean, that project was very difficult because uh, a, a lot of manufacturing went in there. Um, had other products like uh, automatic faucet, right? Right now, they would have been great. It's just an adapter that you screw on onto a faucet. Yeah. And you just put it under, and the water flows. It takes five minutes to install. And you so, don't have to turn the faucet on? No. It's always on. It's an adapter that screws on. So people with arthritis or little kids who can't reach yeah. the, the same. Can I, get, the, can I get one of those though? I, have, I still have a few. I'll send you All one. Right. I'll give you my idea. We need one. We got a little baby running around. Exactly. That's how I came up with that idea. I had a kid. She, can, she constantly forgot to turn off the water or she couldn't reach. Yeah. Got tired of being all right. Italia, yeah. Please turn off the water. Turn off the water. Enough. Create a thing. Put it on the home shopping network as well. You know, what do you think separates people like you two that are, hey, I see a problem or I see something that can be approved upon and I'm actually going to be the person that does it versus like the person that complains? <laughs> Uh, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, how severe the pain, right? Uh, right. And, and how, how, uh, how close you are to it. And that, I think that's the catalyst, right? And then, and then there's just different people that, that will act but, on it or not. But also don't forget, we came from, from the former Soviet Union, right? And th there was no entrepreneurship. Um, my mom brought me here. I was 13 years old. Um, there was no other way but to succeed. And uh, well, that's interesting. So, where, where are you from, Alex? Also, Ukraine. Really? Yes. It's you guys look completely, you know, for those of you listening, you won't see it. But if you watch it, I mean, I would have said like some sort of Latin America. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, that's interesting, though. It is that like, that immigrant mentality, right? Am I allowed to say immigrant these days? Uh, I don't know. Uh, All right, because you can get canceled for any word these days. Right? We'll allow it. Uh, you're allowing it. Two immigrants are allowing it for the listeners. You cannot cancel me. Um, but it's that mentality, right? It's like, I'm going to make a change and I'm willing to put my head down and work hard. And I, it's just badass. Like, that's all. So cool. So go on. You were saying, Alex? So no, exactly what she said. Um, Came here, uh, day one, everybody around us made, made sure we go to college. That was always number one for, uh, for all of our surroundings, all the friends, all the relatives. You got to go to college, you got to go to college, you got to go to college. And then, uh, I, I, I don't know. Again, I was a kid. I didn't go through all the hardships, but I've seen my sister. She's older. She's 10 years older than me. Yeah. Um, she came here. She immediately started started her own businesses. She started really? day, daycares. That's awesome. Daycare centers. Yeah, and, uh, she's very successful now. So she was always the one I was looking up to. So, Gene, you have a, how many kids do you have, Gene? At least one. I, two. I have an eight-year-old and a two-year-old. Eight and two. Alex, do you have children? I have two girls, fifteen and ten. All right, that's right. You mentioned that. Um, college. Yes or no? Absolutely. Absolutely. What? Yeah. Really? It, you guys say college? Like, I'm. It's a, it's a, tell you what, it's a topic of discussion that Alex and I had before. And uh, I, I struggle with, with Convince it. Convince me uh, because 
my parents are putting away money in this like 529C, whatever it is, like for my daughter. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, just give me that cash because she's not going to college. <laughs> things, things change, of course, but I think there's there's still there's still uh, a great value to to education. Um, and then you know, at the end of the day, uh, it affords you options. It affords you. Absolutely. It opens up your 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 horizon. It, it gives you different perspectives. Uh, but I think the most important thing is values that you bestow upon your kids at home. That um, that targets them towards something that they're interested in versus just going in there and then trying to discover themselves there. I think the timing and the drive for education should be, you should be seeking education versus having it being forced upon you. I think that's the, that's the bigger difference. You know, and I think there's so much to be gained, you know, with college. I, I have a degree in psychology, I have a master's degree, and we joke all the time that, you know, it was a waste of time and money. It, Absolutely wasn't. I don't think I necessarily rely on my psych degree. I rely on the interactions I had in school. I think, you know, at, at 18 years old, there's a lot of people that don't make it for four years in college, right? Like you have to have some stick to and and you, know, you have to be committed to it. So I, I agree. I joke that I wouldn't send her to college, but I also would say if she was like at 18, hey, dad, this thing is not for me. I want to be an entrepreneur. Hopefully I want to be a musician and make millions of dollars and give you and mom a lot of money. I'd prefer that, but uh, you know, I, I, it, it's good to hear from two yeah. entrepreneurs that I respect that they would still send their, or not even send, but recommend college for their for kids. Sure. I, I mean, I, we've, de we've definitely both considered that conversation. And I think my master's degree was a waste, you know, so. What's your master's in again? MBA, you got an MBA, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that was a waste, but it, it was like Alex was saying, we have, we had this mentality that was kind of like programmed into us where it's like, you go to high school after high school, you get, you know, there's this progression. And I think uh, some of us just blindly follow that because of the, just the timing and uh, lack of uh, options, maybe, I don't know. Uh, but now that we're a second generation, I think we can have that conversation with our kids. We have a little more experience than our parents had when we came here, they had none. So I personally had to teach my parents what's happening in school right so i had to explain to them why we are allowed to use a calculator in my school right. back in back in ukraine you weren't allowed to have it period like if you were found with a calculator in school like you get big 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 trouble uh no so TI, I, whatever. what was that ti uh I had, to, I had to come home when we first came to to america i had to explain to my mom that she had to drop 80 dollars on a calculator it was a joke like that was not happening so I <laughs> I came here, I, went for, I first went to eighth grade. I go into math class and we're doing fractions and the teacher is going is explaining, don't use your head, use a calculator. Well, we just came here. I don't have a calculator. Um, I know how to do fractions in my head. So I quickly do them and I'm sitting there. He comes up to me and starts telling me something. I speak zero English, zero. I came here August 29th. I went to school September next week. Almost yeah, like before like Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. Right. So zero English. And uh, you have a body that they assign to you who speaks both languages. And uh, he translates that this guy just came to America. He doesn't speak English yet. Well, if he doesn't speak English, how is he solving these problems? And uh, it was actually a very, very traumatic experience because he put me up in front of the class along with another person because he thought I was cheating. He put up his best math student and uh, gave us problems. 
to solve in our heads. Well, it took me time to translate it from English to Russian, solve it, because I'm, I, th I, I used to think in Russian in my head, right? So I translated it into Russian, I solve it, and then I'm trying to say it, and it's really hard, I can't. So I just take a piece of chalk and I just put it on a board. Um, then uh, during our city-wide exams, I again finished everything, and the teacher again accuses me of cheating. Really? Absolutely, because I got well, I got 100. I don't think he's seen anybody get 100 yet. Yeah, we and had similar experiences, yeah. He, I think we even had the same teacher, Eugene. We talked about it. Yeah, we actually came to, he said he came into uh, the States on the 29th of August, and so did I. It's just. What year was this? I came in 96. And I came in 93. So, yeah, so your guys are a little younger than me, but almost 40? I'm 41. I'm 38. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. About, about the same age, yeah. So, yeah. and where did you go? Where, I didn't ask, where did you go to school, Gene? Where did you go to college? I went to Temple in LaSalle. And then what about you, Alex? Penn State. Good schools. I mean, Penn State's got a great wrestling program, by the way. They have the best wrestling program in the country. Um, I was not a wrestler. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have been when you were there, but Kale Sanderson... Um, probably one of the best collegiate wrestlers of all time uh, is their head coach and they're just killing it. So, uh, you know, every, that's just, okay. Let's get back to, I just, like I told you guys, you know, I'm just curious about this. I love it. Um, so let's go back to one and done ripping. We're bleeding. You you're like, Hey, my buddy over here, also from the Ukraine um, product development, he's made these glasses and this faucet yep. thing. And um, now what what so a couple of questions one there's already products out there right there's tape yes and i think something i was taught as a box owner is like if you're going to make something or try to invent something it either has to be meaningful as in it's making a product better or unique as in this doesn't exist precisely and so i'd say yours was more meaningful like tape existed the application of tape that you created and i'm not even just talking about the one-offs but the fact that it's created for you and you know for the listeners if you've never used wad and done the reason I, I don't use tape except for my thumbs which you guys sell as well that was not your that was your second product if i'm yep. correct which i love um yep. but the reason i love your product so much is you don't feel like you're wearing tape yeah. These other, you know, people love these goat grips or whatever, like the, the ones that you're putting on, like to me, I have small hands and that, and that makes it really hard to grip the bar. Um, and, and also if you're doing a workout that might have something outside of pull-ups, in addition, you have to con constantly kind of put them on and off where if you throw a wad and done on, you can still grip the barbell. You could still grip a pull-up bar. So knowing that these products existed already, what went through your head there? So, <clears throat> so we, you know, you, you touched on a couple of uh, great points, right? So uh, a lot of, I think a lot of, and what we talked about before, a lot of uh, innovation comes out of need, right? Uh, and in my case, I had the need, right? So I had this uh, pain and I had the pain of, of my members. So I needed to come up with something uh, because I couldn't find anything that existed that would fit uh, and solve this pain that solved this uh, this issue that I was having. We tested it all. We tested. Oh, remember? 
you were making your own tape from white medical tape you were yeah, making i was i was making my own tape i was i was using the existing products that were out there the problems that we saw were the following one was um the products that were out there you know reusable conventional grips gymnastics grips where you want to call them uh, in many instances with uh, uh with athletes that i started identifying right away was they were too thick many times and people would just like end up throwing them off and uh, and then you know ripping their hands anyway that's problem number one that i just witnessed then i started making my own to make them a little thinner and then what ended up happening they were they were kind of clumping in and if people were ripping they would just like dive in and press into the holes that were already there and then they were just laying all over the place they were being reused they were being gross and disgusting and gathering all kinds of hairs and stuff on them. Blood, um, blood well, even like you could still bleed with them, right? Or other people's blood worse. Them. So there's, there were a lot of issues. So, so I had this list of things like, all right, we need to solve all of this. So uh, then I started creating my own stuff and then uh, we took existing materials and we started playing around with that. We noticed that, okay, so this, material that we were using initially was too weak it was too stretchy it was too easy to rip it was uh didn't have enough grip and stick and all of these things so we ended up working with uh a number of manufacturers and that's where you know alex and i were working together in order to accomplish this and eventually we came out to this uh to the product that you currently see um where the shape is very unique the adhesive is unique the the elasticity of the material is unique so all the things that uh, are now patented, um, so we have patents on, on, on our product uh, because of those reasons, right? Because it is very special and it solved all the problems. So it is not just a piece of tape. Uh, and that's one of the, I guess, misconceptions when people see right away, they're like, oh, it's just a piece of tape. Well, uh, it, it stays on your hand and you feel like you're wearing nothing at all. It serves uh, it, it serves as another base layer. It serves as a unique, uh, a, a layer of skin that's on your hand that you didn't have before. So friction, right, is the number one kind of uh, issue that we're talking about when, when hands are ripping, right? So even if you are wearing conventional grips, let's call it that, um, there is still friction between your palm and the thing that you're holding on to, right? So just because the, there's another piece of material that is there now, you still have friction between your skin and the piece. So it's no longer between the skin and the bar, or skin and the dead, uh, dumbbell, kettlebell, what have you, is between skin and leather, skin and material. We fill that gap, right? So we put another material on top, we put another layer of skin on top of you. Um, and so that's from, that's from innovation perspective. From coaching perspective, right, I know it will speak to your, you know, to your listeners who are a lot of you guys are, you know, coaches and, and, and affiliate owners, right? I looked at it, that was my initial kind of look at it, right? So I'm looking at coaching points. So, you know, I think you mentioned in one of your, in one of your interviews, in one of your podcasts, I, I noticed one specific thing that you talked about was when you go to a class, when you go to L1, L2, uh, you come back to your affiliate with a different set of eyes, right? And as a coach, you have that set of eyes and everybody's a little different. So I started looking at grip. I started looking at the way people hold on to the bar. So people that are just starting, so your novice athletes and your novice CrossFitters would jump on and they would walk into affiliate and they would see, you know, people are wearing particular shoes, people are wearing particular clothing, people are wearing grips and they want to be a part of, of the group, right? They want to wear the same things everybody's wearing. They, they don't want to be the odd person out. Well, 
they would buy the nanos, they would buy the, the Metcons and what have you. And they also end up buying grips, right? So if everybody's wearing X, they'll buy that too. Do they need it? Not necessarily, right? And But everybody's wearing it, so I'll wear it. Okay, fine. So you have a novice person jump on the bar, put a flap over the bar. And now you have somebody who's using friction that's holding onto the wrist strap hanging off the bar versus having a nice active grip with a with an engaged forearm with a meaty grip on the bar knuckles facing towards the ceiling engaging that you know pulling it properly and doing all the things that we talk about from proper mechanics uh, and creating a solid uh, movement pattern right from the beginning versus having somebody rely on friction and hanging off right and having all kinds of issues that are in down the line are going to create problems um, so I looked at it from that perspective too. So what our product at the end, right? So Waddendons, what they allow you to do, they allow for the athlete to work on their grip properly, uh, hold onto the bar versus hang off the bar, um, and yet still have that protection from ripping, have the protection from bruising, having those blood blisters and all that stuff. Not to mention all the other benefits of being hygienic. So you can just take it off and throw it away. There's no latex in there. Um, so I'm not trying I think to that's stop, a, but I am. No, well, I, we recommend it. So, we, you know, I think the, our listeners know we only have people on A, that we enjoy, but it, especially when it comes to products that we use and support. And, um, you know, the I think one thing you touched upon that's really key is a lot of those grips do force you to change your actual grip on the bar. Yes. Where Waddendon doesn't. And I don't wear a lot of tape. I mean, unless it's going to be an excessively high volume of pull-ups or more often bar muscle-ups for me. And like you mentioned, it's that friction. Like with pull-ups, I can adjust my hands. Yeah. And I know like, okay, I feel this kind of coming on. I can move it. Bar muscle-ups, it's that friction of coming down into the next rep. I did a competition a few months ago now, and I always rip in that center of the pommel. I did 40 unbroken pull-ups. 35 unbroken uh, chest bar. The last part was 30 bar muscle ups. I probably got 25 of them. And that's what thrashed my hand. And you always rip on the last one, like re- last five. That's when it always happens, right? Well, it happens because if you're smart, that's when you stop, right? But, <laughs> but yeah, so, I, and I love it for that reason. Let me ask you this question and Alex, feel free to chime in. What was the mindset of, hey, we're going to make these one and done versus... Uh, to, obviously there's probably the challenge of like, Hey, these things have holes in them. And, you know, I can't, they can't just be a rollout type of tape, but you know, I, I was very friendly with the founders of the natural grip, another style yep. that, that that's no longer around. They were on shark tank uh, before yep. you guys and theirs were meant to be reused. And I think some of the challenges that they ran into are similar to what you're saying. They get gross. Um, they wear out anyway, you, you know, they're a little more expensive. So what made you decide to, to say, hey, these are one and done, hence, you know, what and done? We needed to reduce friction, first and right. foremost. Keep and the do it is by them being adhesive. No matter how thick it's going to be, there's still going to be that friction. Yeah. Hey, I'm so- going to give you guys something that just popped into my head. It's going to be a little gross and I'll get canceled for, for it. But uh, I think your next venture should be condoms. Yeah. Oh, I, I have a story, my friend. <laughs> oh, see, we're on the same page. We're on the same page. But I'm just thinking, you know, you're like, hey, we're trying to reduce friction. What's everybody's complaint about condoms? You know, it doesn't feel yeah. as good. It doesn't feel the same. We're Listen. condom kids. If you're listening, 
safe if, sex is the way to go. But if you, if you what, saw our if you uh, saw our post from uh, uh, April Fools, we actually created a, a, a fake uh, product uh, that was a one and done in a uh, condom wrapper, and you know we had people wanted to buy, and we had to have conversations with people. This is not a real product, and but uh, maybe, but maybe. There's something in there, man. But uh, we Talk actually about wad and done exactly yeah. right there. Yeah. Maybe we change the wad to an A or something in there, uh -huh. and um... <laughs> that's workouts. <laughs> we had, uh, you know, we, we like to have fun with it, man. And we have, you know, don't rip when you grip, and uh, um, when ripping know, is not an when ripping is not an option. Uh, uh, so uh, some of these Feel things we just we just like to we just like to have fun with it, but. We actually, back in the day, and hopefully, uh, you know, Jason Kalipa doesn't kill me for this, but uh, we, uh, when we were first starting out, <clears throat> when I was testing uh, products, you know, I had a very fortunate position of having my own affiliate and uh, my members, I'm really thankful for because they were my, uh, my test dummies, right? So they tested all my prototypes and I had that feedback live. Um, so we were able that to, what's that? That was very important. That was, I mean, yeah. we were fortunate to have that because yeah. without it, the product development would have been just. That's kind of like the long. Malcolm Gladwell book Outliers, where he talks about like these people that have tremendous success. You know, the one that I always think of are the hockey players that were a little bit older. I don't know if you guys have read Outliers, great book, or the Beatles. Um, you know, people are like the Beatles are the best band because they had those four or five years in Germany where they played in the basement of a bar and got that practice. It's yeah. always these people that are successful that you don't realize what's happening behind the scenes. And you're right. Had you not had Jolt, yep. you might not have had that feedback, which Absolutely. ultimately led you to make tweaks to the product. Absolutely. hundred percent. But even with that, knowing that sometimes you can get, um, you know, I, I don't know if complacent is the right word, but you have to, you have to play devil's advocate with your own testing, right? You ultimately have to come out of the bubble and uh, have other people outside of your environment and test them out. So when we released it into the wild, um, we had a bunch of, we just sent it to athletes. We sent it to uh, coaches. We sent it to affiliates. We just had people just give us, give us feedback, put these through the ringer and uh, you know, and, and give it back to us. So I, I, I happened to send one to NorCal uh, and uh, <laughs> Jason, I think uh, Jason Kalipa had a couple of his uh, coaches tested out and the feedback that we got was uh, for some reason they got back with uh, is that they can't put it in their pro shop because it reminds them the, the packaging reminds them of condoms and there'd be mi mixed messages. <laughs> so that was, uh, I could see it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, longer condom yeah. package, right? I get you. I get what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, speaking on that, what is the product development like for that? Not just the um, actual physical product, but now you're talking about packaging. You want to keep costs down, right? There's margins associated with this. What's it like for an inventor or an entrepreneur, you know, for those listening to, to go through those things and, you know, take us through what that, that practice is like. So first you want to definitely you, if you're starting by yourself, you want to find a mentor who's been there before. Huh? Interesting, Gene, right? We were talking about that. Yes. <laughs> that will help. Um, I started, I started doing product development and I, um, I used to do for somebody else first, helping out somebody. And then I created those few products myself. Um, if you don't know where to go, it's really hard. You got to test a few factors. You got to test several factories. Um, 
you got to find a factory that's willing to work with you on product development. Most want to just create a product and they just continue, continue manufacturing. Very, very few factories will actually invest their time to work with you. I was fortunate enough from my previous contacts to already know what to do. Um, there are several factories involved in our process because packaging is made at one factory, printing is done at another factory, cutting is done at another factory, cutting and uh, then combining all the products together. For you, we for the, the, for the current very, products, you mean? Yes. We had a very yes. specific um, list of requirements. And like, you know, we took a lot of pride in, in our design and in our uh, research. And we had to have these things completed the way we wanted. So we weren't willing to sacrifice and uh, for the convenience of it and work with one, we had to go and source multiples just to hit all the things that we needed. And still with all the advantages of me having experience of Eugene having the um, testers ready to go at any moment, it still took us nine months to develop this product. Um, so to answer your question, to give an advice is find a mentor who's been there. It'll help. It will help. Very cool. So what and done Mazal, you're doing these hand grips. It's going well. What's it like now thinking, you know, you have, three additional products, right? You have the thumbs, you have the, just the standard finger tape, and then also you have a new kind of revive mat, if I'm correct. We do, yeah. So we have, uh, we have a revive line of, uh, of products that are out there. <clears throat> yeah, so same thing, you know, you know going through what we're going through as, uh, as athletes, uh, we, we get beat up all the time, right? So we have a, a few products that are out there um, that help uh, athletes recover. Um, so we have a revive mat, uh, we have some uh, um, um, therapeutic tape that's there as well uh, to help. Our you. version of kinesiology tape. Yep. Um, so we, we're, we're working on uh, developing other products, always thinking, always uh, trying to create and, and help athletes uh, stay safe, um, you know, perform to their best abilities and, uh, you know, and enjoy, ultimately get the best out of, uh, out of their experience, right? So making sure that they are, they're doing what they love and, and they're able to continue doing it without uh, with minimizing any issues that they incur during the way. And an interesting, interesting thing we're doing right now is we're expanding into gymnastics. So our experience in CrossFit and the athletes, higher level athletes using our tape as a base layer under their grips, under their regular uh, reusable conventional grip, when, uh, when they're competing, they, they don't want to rip, right? So they'll put our tape underneath and then their conventional grip on top. So when we started that, we started um, gymnastics coaches approached us and uh, like, well, we have a need for this as well. Can you create a product for us? For us? So we are working with them right now because they need the, their their product needs to be slightly thicker. The tape needs to be slightly thicker. Um, obviously, size needs to be smaller because most of them are younger gymnasts. Yeah, G gymnastics. Gymnastics have been around this uh, this sport a little longer than CrossFitters have, uh, so we're learning a lot uh, from them. Um, because you know, as I you know, as, as an affiliate owner, as a coach, same things we, we kind of teach, right? In gymnastics, when they're starting youth, and uh, I mean, you know, real youth, like you know, four, five, six years old, um, they're not allowed to wear grips, right? So they encourage. Okay. 
they're encouraged athletes to, you know, they're, they're barehanded, barehanded on the bar. Uh, so the friction is still there, right? They're still working they the, the proper. They, they have them learn proper mechanics, right? So those similar concepts that we teach uh, in our classes are already there. So no need to reinvent the wheel. But so we've found that they're still, they're still ripping, right? And, and these kids are, are, are just animals, right? They're so awesome. They're, it's so incredible to see them train because they train, unlike us, we just come in there for an hour. They train four hours a day, in some cases, six days a week. Uh, and they're hanging off bars, right? So there's there's definite damage that's being done, right? And up until us, I mean, there are these makeshift things that they do. They use preparation H for their hands. They use balloons. They use all kinds of like old school stuff that, you know, when we come in and we demonstrate our stuff, it's like, right? It's like minds are blown, so. I dated a girl in high school that was competitive gymnastics and she had rough hands. Yeah. And, and I think that's why, you know, I like rough hands now. I think like, uh, I don't know. I think it's like, you know, you remember that as a kid. Um, yeah. But you with our have... product, you're going to continue building your healthy callus. Your yeah, calluses are yeah. just not going to rip them. They're not going to rip. Exactly. There's no sizing when it comes to wad and done. Right. There's no sizing. Uh, we, we, we say, you know, uh, short of saying one size fit all, uh, one size fit most, right? So they are... One of the things that, you know, people, when, when they look at this thing, and I don't know, if, you know, for those that are going to be watching it, um, <clears throat> I'm opening up a package, uh, but they come pre-packaged as, as, as a pair, right? So when they look at these holes initially, unfortunately, when they, when they see this, they're like, oh, my fingers are not going to fit through them. But what we want people to do is rip the backing paper in the back here, right? So once you do that, you see that any finger, most of the fingers, you know, can, can fit through it. So we encourage people to rip the backing paper as a first part of starting the application process, right? That way you can fit most of the fingers in there. And one thing I failed to mention, uh, when it comes to, you know, conventional reusable grips, whatever you want to call them, there is, there is a, you know, there's a right time for them, right? So it is a great tool, performance tool, right? So when we're talking about competition, when we're talking about, uh, you know, anywhere from your, you know, box throwdown to regional games uh, level athletes, uh, you need that. You need that, you know, extra few reps. And that's what that additional layer of friction will get you, right? So when you're competing. So like Alex mentioned earlier, you can use Wad and Duns not only as a standalone product, but as a base layer, as another layer of skin under those reusable grips. So you get the best of both worlds, you get the friction for performance and you get protection from rips. So you're able to withstand multi-day, multi-event competitions uh, and endure all the, you know, all the damage that you otherwise would have sustained. Well, I think there's a couple of good valid points there. One, yeah, a lot of people might say, hey, I don't see the games athletes wearing them. Well, maybe they're under their grips. They are. Right? So you yeah, there's- a few guys and girls at the last uh, at the last games wear them. Yeah, and they're just like you're saying. It's one because at the games, I mean, 13, 15 events. Yeah, they need to keep their hands safe. Um, and and then secondly, I think something you said there too is like it's a performance enhancer. So, meaning careful. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not going to pop for it, but at the same time, if every time pull-ups come up, you wear them, that's not the way they should be used either. At some point, like you suggested with the with the gymnasts. You need to develop the skill and understanding of where your hands should be. Then use these on a Cindy or an Angie day where yeah. you're going to do a hundred plus. I'm going to do Chelsea uh, in my garage later today. Maybe I'll throw them on today, but yeah. I might not have thrown them on even when you're doing Fran. I know you ripped on Fran, but 45 pull-ups, you know, yeah. 
you know, different day and age too. That was early on for you in CrossFit. And back then I might've ripped as well. Um, and also, you know, people will say, well, the, the price and blah, blah, blah. It's like, if, if you buy a big enough pack, you're getting them for less than a dollar 50 a pair. You're spending more than that on your pre-workout. Like what's more important, the, the, the junk you're putting in your body to get prepared for a workout or what you're actually using in the workout to perform better. And the opportunity cost of then having to deal with a rip. Yeah, a rip is an injury. I've posted about that. I think it's dumb. I think if you feel a rip coming on, with the exception of in competition, you should stop. I like if 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 today's workout was a 5K and a mile in, you're like, man, my ankle is right on the verge. Would you keep running? You'd be like, no. no. Hey, coach, can I? People ask me to row or bike because it's too cold out. Let alone because their ankle is gonna get hurt. You know, like. You, yeah. you modify these other things. Be smart about it. Yeah. All right. Right. We talk about people the take pride in the ripping. It's, yeah. I mean, that's an achievement. That's a badge of honor. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's what we talk about at level ones. It's like, what's intensity? Uh, well, I threw up. No, maybe you ate some bad Chinese food or bad Ukrainian food uh, pre-workout. <laughs> right. Uh, I ripped my hands. Okay. Maybe you should have come off the bar ahead of time. Like, yeah. You're right. Back in 2007, eight, nine, it was a badge of honor. Now it's dumb. Um, so I, and I love the, th I, the, the, the one time or the one thing that I always tape is my thumbs. Any day I have a cleaner snatch, I get this little tiny rip under my thumbnail that freaking burns like hell yep. if I don't do it. And, and, and it's just better like friction, right? The same reason yeah. you, you don't want, you want to wear it for the pull-ups. You want to wear it for your, for your hook grip. Those, those people that have read my post about there's two types of people, those that hook grip and those that don't want to be strong. Maybe we just need some better tape. And I, and I, and I love it because it's thin as well. Um, yeah. So I want to ask you some, a question more so about you two, you seem to be pretty solid partners. And, you know, we talked to a lot of affiliates and box owners that have to deal with, you know, breakups or dealing with their partner, not having the same mindset and all these other things. What's some advice you guys have on, on, on either finding the right partner or maintaining your relationship with your partner. And I'm sure there's been some behind the scenes fights, right? There always no. is. Not ever. Right? Never. No. <laughs> Find well, somebody who compliments your skill set. So how does that work, Alex? What would you say is your skill set and how, how does genes complement yours? So mine is day-to-day -day operations, product development, and uh, I always focus on perfection. So to me, we need to create that perfect product. But sometimes Eugene will step in, and, and we're still modifying. We're still constantly listening to feedback. And since we launched our first product in 2016, we were able to modify a few things with the tape for it to, to last longer, to be more, um, accept not acceptable, but... Um, to work better in uh, Spartan races, obstacle course races, stuff like that. And uh, my perception on this, we, we need to make that perfect product. And uh, Eugene will sometimes step in and say, hey, let's, let's release it, at least a limited version. Let's see what people say. Because you and I can work on it until forever. Yeah. And I, I, I would agree. Yeah. So the, we, we, I think we complement each other uh, uh, in, in many, in many different ways. And just like with any relationship, right? Not necessarily a business relationship. There, there are always going to be 
um, you know, disagreements and, 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 and fights to a certain extent, right? But at the end of the day, what makes one relationship successful is that what happens as a result of that collision. Uh, collisions are inevitable, I think. Uh, and as a result, if, if you still end up going in a positive direction and if the final product is still complementing uh, um, and progressing the business forward and the relationship forward, then that's the, that's the one relationship you want to preserve. What, what, what would, do you guys have a recollection of a, the biggest fight you've had? I don't want to rehash all the wounds, but uh, what do you got? Come on, come on. What's the, what's the dirt, the drama? I, I always wanted everything to be faster. Focus has to be on this. We're working on this. We have to get this done. And I'll be honest, sometimes Eugene's uh, gym ownership was interfering. Because yep. in the beginning, he wanted to do everything. He wanted to be a father, a coach, at the same time an athlete, and this new start business owner. Yep. Um, it was tough fighting for time. Fighting for <clears throat> Agreed, yeah. So, you know, as, as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a... As a, as a uh, business owner, father, and all these things, <clears throat> you have to make sacrifices, right? And sometimes uh, you have to make those choices. You have to make those tough decisions. And uh, we all grow, right? In that process, we grow and we learn which which roads that you, you want to navigate, which way you want to go. So a lot of times uh, those are forced decisions. A lot of times those are guided decisions. And uh, so we it, it, it's a learning process. I think uh, as long as we never stop kind of learning, I think, I don't think you do, right? I, I don't know, maybe... Um, but I, that's, it's a constant thing. I think. Do, do you guys have another product lined up? That's not announced yet. So gymnastics, gymnastics is the next thing that we have to really yeah. focus on now because the market is huge and the need is there. And are- the book that we're receiving is that guys, you can really change the way that these kids train. They yeah. will want, to, they want to continue coming to the gym because they're no longer ripping their hands. We have we have a new and version, yeah. We have a new version that's coming out that's being currently tested. So the same process that I was able to do in my gym that was sped up, right? Because I had the, the ability to have my members test. Uh, we're working with a couple of gymnastics uh, gyms that are doing that for us, right? That are testing our modified version of our product uh, that's going to be specifically um, designed for for the gymnasts. Um, you know, um, in, in that sphere. And I think, uh, I think it's going to be really cool to see that, to see that launch. Any advice for box owners that are hearing this, considering, yeah. um, promoting your product, selling it at their store, anything, any best practices that have worked for, for affiliates with selling one and done? Absolutely. Absolutely. So a, a lot of times, and as we mentioned before, it all comes down um, top down, right? So if you see, if you see ultimately as, as an affiliate owner, as a coach, I think a lot of us are the same in this. If you believe in something, your members will too, right? If you believe in something, your members will follow, um, education, right? So if you're, if, if you as an affiliate owner see value in this product, see the value of, uh, having your athletes, uh, have safe hands, uh, and coming in without injuries, uh, without bleeding all over your equipment, um, and having proper mechanics that are sustainable and, uh, and that can grow them into uh, stronger athletes and safer athletes going forward, educating yourself about 
you know, the use of this product and benefits of this product, and then pushing that information onto the coaches. Uh, because ultimately your members will, will, will seek out your coaches. Okay. Is this thing work? Like, what is this for? Like, what is this thing all about? And then, and only then they'll have that buy-in. But once that happens, I think uh, the benefit is, is there. Uh, and we've, we've seen that work. Um, that's why we love to have these conversations with, uh, with affiliates. We love to have these conversations with coaches uh, because we like to educate them. We started pushing in our social media, a um, bunch of these educational posts where we, um, you know, we, we talk about grip. We talk about the benefits of uh, not having a suicide grip all over, you know, on the bar and wrapping your thumbs around the bar and having that active position, that meaty grip um, that water nuns allow for you to have where a different grip might not, right? Different grip might encourage you to have, you know, all five fingers over the bar, right? So some of these things, having that discussion, um, water nuns aid in the educational component as well. Uh, so we like to have these conversations um, with uh, with affiliates, right? So we're always we're always here, you know. And Alex, myself, and the other other members of our staff, we are super 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 involved with customer service aspect of our business, right? We're always on email, we're always in DM. So when you're contacting us, you're getting us. Uh, and uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, we're always there. We reply within minutes or hours. You know, we're 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 always there. Um, so if any affiliate owner has any kind of questions about anything, uh, we're there. Uh, we have um, a wholesale page on, on our on our page there. Um, so we can, you know, if anybody's interested, if they go to wanandon.com slash wholesale, and uh, there is a, there's a section at the bottom, like notes section. So if you mention uh, best hour of their day there, you know, first 20. Uh, affiliates are going to get a nice $50 uh, package. Uh, oh, this is breaking, breaking news, Gene. So boom. if someone, <laughs> if someone, um, so if you're listening to this and you want to give it a go, if you go to the wholesale, um, I assume it's some sort of form they have to fill out. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a contact form. Yeah. Cool. And then drop in best hour, um, mention level four coach, Jason Ackerman, whatever you want to do, whatever's <laughs> easier to remember. Um, cool. They'll get $50 off. And, and $50 worth of stuff. Uh, so we're, oh, we're just creating these, these $50 affiliates. worth of stuff, period. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Be prepared. Be prepared for an influx. So um, no, because I think like in, in my opinion, as, as a four-time affiliate owner, tape disappears. It does. Tape disappears at your box. It leaves a mess. It gets all over the place. It leaves a residue on your bars. That's really hard to get off you know, people will find cheaper places to get it, right? Like go on Amazon and I can buy it cheaper. This is at least, you know, and, and like you said, I think if I were, if I were an affiliate owner right now, which I am my garage, right? Just me and my wife though, I got to kick not her out. So. New members. Yeah. I'm not accepting. We're sold out and I'm going to kick her out for following a, a bodybuilding program, but I would do this. I would give us, I would give at least one pair to every coach on your staff. I would have them, you know, use it, maybe make a little bit of a video, post it on Instagram. Hey, by the way, we sell these at Best Hour CrossFit. If you want to check it out, let us know. I would probably, I'm just spitballing. So tell me if these are good ideas or bad ideas. I would probably um, give a discount to the first pair somebody bought. And then uh, I would probably. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, we, we, uh, we encourage people to. Uh, we, we have packages of five and 10. So we, we recommend you sell it in, in multiples. It just makes more sense for uh, yeah. various reasons. We, you know, it's, it's a specific product, right? It's a new product and people make 
a very common mistake of assuming it's just a piece of tape. There is a specific set of instructions that we like to specific set of instructions that we like to put on everywhere, right? It's on the back of the packaging. It's on our website with videos. It's on our social media. Those instructions need to be followed precisely in order for these things to work, right? They have to be applied to dry, clean hands. We have a special uh, uh, extra adhesive that's uh, that's also being you know uh, included with our products, and that's done for you know people that have sweaty hands, different skin compositions, you know, oily hands, what have you. Uh, if you're doing obstacle course racing, so this thing just makes it a stronger uh, adhesive uh, a portion. So if you follow those instructions properly, you'll have the best possible experience with this. So we encourage people to educate themselves on that uh, on that process. So for that reason, uh, one pair alone is prone to issues, right? Because people would rush, put it on the first time, and they won't read the instructions. So multiple pairs would be uh, would be our recommendation, and we always recommend that. So multiple pairs is the way because in case they screw up the first one. At least they have another one. Like I, I know these things work. I just screwed this thing up. All right, I have another one. Yeah, I think that's great. And then you know, again, encourage them to test them out, use them in different workouts, see how they feel. Yep. I love it. Um, one more question. There's no pictures of you guys on your website. Why is that? I mean, you look, scroll down. No, come on, me. you guys are good, good looking guys. Maybe your hands. Maybe a picture of your hands. <laughs> Yeah, you see our hands everywhere, man. Uh, yeah, we should. We should. We should. We, we'll have to play. We have a picture of that Hulk right there. Yeah. Have you considered a hand model like George Costanza? Absolutely. Or that that painting that he has, kind of. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, the, the, that was a, he became a hand model in the episode, and then uh, that was the low talker episode. He wound up burning his hands in the same episode. So, go back and watch that clip of Kramer playing Newman. Uh, on the subway with the Ukrainian guy. I think you guys will okay. get a kick out of it. Well and um, as always, it's great. I just love, you know, A, the CrossFit community and anybody doing good things for it, but especially a product that I that I regularly use and endorse. So really awesome having you on here, Gene and Alex. And for those that are looking for more information, go check out their site, uh, oneanddone.com. Uh, and like he said, if you mention best hour or, or myself or whatever, I'm sure I'm sure he'll know. I'm sure you'll get some jokes in there about sure. me, but uh, send me the funny ones. Most well, of them are, everyone thinks they're funny. They're not, uh, you know, there'll be a short joke. That's it's too easy. Low hanging fruit. Send me the good jokes. Be creative. Yeah. Be creative in your jokes, but a really, you know, awesome talking to you guys. And I appreciate it. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.